Oh, well, hi, Jared. This is the fringe. That's funny. You uh, you joined it like literally seconds after I uh, had closed it for a second. <laughs> See, the problem is that the Fringe will never hear you say, Fringe it up in here. Fringe it up in here. Is that better? <laughs> I did get that on, on, on recording. However, uh, my voice had, or my throat had just enough like liquid in it that it came out a little better. This is the Nexus After Dark. Fringing it up in your ears. Fringing it up. I could go real low. <laughs> <laughs> It's that, yeah, that we, you're going to have fun editing this, aren't you? <laughs> this is the podcast we deserve, but not the one we want right now. This is the Nexus. The podcast you deserve. This sounds so much better in a microphone, I got to say. <laughs> like, in like in person, it sounds like, yeah, okay. But in a microphone, and I'm hearing it in my headphones, I'm pretty impressed. Sure. Um, where was I going with this? What do you know the Do you know the the YouTuber who does the um honest honest movie trailers? Oh yeah, and then um, he has that he has that great announcer voice. Yeah, and then people like make requests at like at the end of the videos. Yeah. but there's an ad on Spotify that he does the voice for now. Oh I lord! Heard. At least the beginning and the end. Like there's some other people in the middle, but he opens and closes it. I'm like, does anyone realize this? And you know, I, I asked at work, and they're like, what? Oh, disappointment, but. Anyway, I'm surprised that you hear Spotify ads, Brian, for two reasons. Like, what are those reasons? Number one, you use Apple Music. Number two, if you did use Spotify, you would be paying for the subscription and you wouldn't hear ads. Yeah, and that's what I would like to do. But so um, Spotify has better playlists and discovery, I think. Um, though I do need to play with Apple Music Radio a little more. Um, yeah, plus I just have, you know playlists from way back when you know when i dj dances and stuff in college and um but the biggest reason why i don't pay for it is um ever since i studied abroad in denmark i've kept my account region in the region of denmark and so i vpn in at least once every two weeks to keep it synced up there and um, why and do you want it to be registered because I also in denmark? Use it to discover some um danish and european music and <laughs> not all of it can be played in the u.s that's so, weird but I don't know how much can or cannot be played in the U.S. because <laughs> I'm in Denmark. So I can't – it doesn't tell me sure, what can be sure. played. Sure, sure. Well, yeah. So I don't and know. pretty much everything that can be played in Denmark can be played – or everything from the U.S. can be played in Denmark. Uh-huh. So it's really – the U.S. is more limited than the rest of the world. That's weird. At least when it comes to, like, Europe, I find. Because I listen to a lot of, like, you know, small electronic artists, and they just distribute everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, the big American acts are, of course, worldwide. And then – the like weird Danish artists are usually only Europe, so I wonder why yeah, they do Europe's that. The common denominator. I don't know. Weird, you know, probably like Sony Europe or you know all the different labels or there's smaller labels. Copenhagen Records does a lot. I don't know reasons that I don't want to or care to get into. It's just like or I don't want to investigate. Yeah, I mean, this is the kind of thing I just want to be able to pay. Me. The thing is, I can't pay for premium there because I need a billing address that's in Denmark. Otherwise, they force right. you to use your country. So, now what I should really do 
is just find some family when I'm in, in Denmark and pay them like for two years of Spotify premium family sharing or something. And oh, just use one of their cards. Nice. But So I'm still, even though I um, researched and tested one password uh, earlier this afternoon, I'm still learning new things about it today, right now. It's the best. Such as the fact that when I was at onepassword.com slash apps, you know, it the, the list of apps that it gave me was like, here's Mac, here's Windows, here's Android, here's iOS. And I was like, okay, but like, what about... Oops, I typed one password with a single S and it shows me a buy this domain. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and so I was like, well, what about the browser extensions? Like, I want that's what I really want right now is I want the browser extension. And, you know, since I was in Firefox, I just manually went to Firefox's, like, add-on store. Um, yeah. Turns out 1password.com slash downloads will give you, like, a full list of all of the platforms that they have, including the browser extensions. There's a 1Password command line right? app? Right? I just saw oh that. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> oh, why, hello there, Brandon. Hey. You just sneaked in at the right time. I, uh, you know, the, the words that summon me include, uh, one password command line app. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's, that's how it works. I don't make the rules, but you just have uh, to like stand in front of a mirror in the dark and say it's one like... password command line app three times. <laughs> Wait, do I, do I really have to download it as like a zip file? I want to use uh homebrew or brew cask should, should get you it. It's like OPCLI or something like that, which okay. is kind of, I don't know. It's kind OP. Of Quick, quick question, Brandon. Are you recording yet? Uh, yes. Good. Uh, yes, I'm recording. Just making sure that we're not getting two thirds of a conversation in the fringe. And that would be hilarious, and also my specialty. And yeah, it would be so on brand for us. But nope. Look at that. I even have waveforms. Waveforms are cool. Wave? You mean AIF forms? AIF forms. Yes, that's right. <laughs> So good. Well, uh, that LastPass stuff, that's pretty fun, huh? See, I've 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 never heard of 1Password going down or having a security problem. And I yeah. follow them on Twitter. Right. And I have for years. I've been using 1Password for over 4 years, so What what you doing there, LastPass? Uh, they're they're just taking a nap. It's it's hard work being a password manager. Oh, See, like that, that reminds me. That's that's a Oh yeah, I need I need to type in the pricing stuff. I forgot to do that earlier. Good call. Uh, one password. <laughs> one password. Ah ah ah. Two passwords. One ah, password. Ah, ah. That was a yeah. I didn't get that one quite there. Whoa! I searched for one password and it came up with a ton of oh. You know, it's all the like desktop apps too. Mm-hmm. What's three times That's twelve? Why. Uh, Thirty-six. Thirty-six. Okay, and just just to verify, just making sure I'm not crazy here, there is no free option for one password, correct? It just starts at thirty-six dollars per year. There's like a um, trial, but well, yeah, but that doesn't use the come. iOS app without syncing. Not for free, though. For free? Uh, I think that's how my dad does it. Yeah. I thought Pro was an in-app purchase. Now, oh. he got the app at least a oh, couple of years ago. 
He should really sink it, though. Um, I mean, they're they're definitely pushing exclusively for the um subscription model, though. Uh, I remember seeing some people on forums talking about like the single uh purchase license version Over of on One Linux? Passwords that, but yeah. but that's like. Uh, platform by platform, I think, and it doesn't right. give you the syncing or something like that. So I used that for from 2014 until this summer, mm-hmm. and so I synced through Dropbox, and I had the Mac app and the iPhone app, and that worked fine. Um, but I wanted to uninstall Dropbox from my computers, so I'm like, well, I'll just start paying one pass for three dollars a month, and then I got access. And then I finally put it on my Windows partitions because I had the license for it then. Um, and now I have my work computer as well. I have a work vault and a personal vault. Nice. Do you even work on Chrome OS? Or is that more just the Chrome password? Um, the, I believe it's... The browser extension. Yeah, I believe it's the browser extension. Yeah, Which is, I use... Um, mm-hmm. I mean, like, the browser extension is the version I'd be using anyway. Because, um, well, I'll get into it in the review. But if you have a... Mac with Touch ID or a iPad or iPhone that has Touch ID or Face ID, the 1Password native app plus the iOS 12 um, password manager extension is beautiful. Yeah, yeah. No, the um, on a mobile device, like, the native app is definitely the way to go. Um, I'm just saying on desktops, like, a lot of times the, the browser extension is the one that I would go with. Um, do you guys follow uh, Ricky, what's his name, from the Safari or WebKit team? Yeah, Ricky Mandelo, I think. Yeah, did you see his tweet today where he quoted um, one of the the chief officers out of 1Password and then the organizer of PasswordConf for bowing down to him for implementing the, um, or for adding the password manager extension to iOS? Yeah, see, yeah, that's that's awesome. And Ricky I thought that was hilarious. Like a, a cool person in that regard, for sure. But... One thing that I've noticed that's kind of weird is that on my iPad Air 2, the, that uh, password manager extension doesn't seem to be, like, it doesn't seem to exist. Like, you can't do it. And I'm wondering if it's because there's, like, some hardware feature that it wants to rely on because I can't use the 1Password extension just generally in that browser anymore. So some something weird is going on in Safari on the Air 2. Huh. Hmm. I have no idea what to say about that. Yeah, me me neither, for sure. I, I don't know what's causing it. It's pretty weird. But that's all right. All right, I'm installing the 1Password CLI. Nice. I've used that before to, um, uh, and this is kind of silly, but what you can do if you, if you want to be fancy is you can set up commands. Like I have a, I have a shell script that um, will set up my VPN for me and i read in the credentials from one password um, from like standard in standard out yep Ooh, beautiful i uh had to reimage my macbook at work uh yesterday yeah i saw that oh, tweet no. certificate expired and that was the easiest solution apparently oh no um, which which certificate what uh so what are we ta- like what <laughs> there are at least four root authority certificates added to my mac at work okay for various for for work purposes okay okay yeah 
Yeah, for both the VPN, the proxy that proxies everything, <laughs> as well as the certificates that sign all of the web services internal to the app to the company. Uh-huh. Plus, there's another one. There might be a couple. There are several intermediate ones as well that are. Those are what all the proxy servers run on, which is a little different than the Cisco umbrella proxy, which we're kind of moving to. <laughs> right. I don't know. I just. Um, one of them expired apparently, and I couldn't connect to our internal Wi-Fi network, and which was okay because I had Ethernet, and I also couldn't connect to VPN, and like seven people had problems on Monday, and the support guy was able to fix all of them except for two, which he then had to remit. So, I walked over there, copied a few files off, just to be safe, and then spent four hours. Was it worked till six thirty yesterday, installing everything. But I tried my in my dot files repository. I have a dot mac os which is uh kind of a version kind of copied from matthias matthias he's works at apple on yeah safari i think as well um or no he's at he's chrome is he in the chrome team one of the two um he has a huge repository full of a lot of apple stuff and I ran that to try to like set a bunch of preferences in, in multiple applications and like set my terminal theme and install some homebrew stuff and it kinda like died halfway through and I not a lot took, unfortunately. So I Aww. need to go look at that. But I'll be doing that again on Friday when I get my new MacBook Pro. So I get to set up a Mac from from scratch twice in one week. Nice. So you get a, a dry run with a work computer. And then uh, you get to do the, the the real deal with your. And I'll uh, spend way one. more time on my personal one. Yes, uh, I feel yeah. Uh, we wanted to be done at what eight, so we should probably get started. I need. Could someone link the show notes for me, please? Um. Yeah. If you have them open, I do. Um. Putting it in the Slack. Nice. I hope that's the right one. Yes, it is. Speaking of one password, mine just auto updated. Nice. Another solid feature of, of uh, one password. Okay, well, if you guys just pasted the link, I must as well. Oh, yeah. Did I? Oh, no. So don't worry. Um, we, we have it We have it from all three of us now. We're it's all at good. parity, yeah, where it needs to hey, be. To the link. <laughs> all, all is right with the universe. <laughs> Brian, why did you paste the link in there? We were trying to send it to you, not the other I way around. I left out. <laughs> There are six people in this second opinion channel. You have to you have to restore balance, restore balance to the universe. The real question is why hasn't Aaron, Ian Decker, or Ryan linked it? Oh my God, is is Ian Decker in this channel? Yeah. What a joke. So oh my silly. God! I just oh gosh! I just remembered that his his profile picture in Slack is the Ryan Nya image. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Nyas. Nyas. Oh, classic 8-bit jokes. We should um, add some cool stuff to the Paul Slackbot so it, it sees if like three different people paste something very similar <laughs> in context, it will also paste that. <laughs> There's probably some heuristic you can do to like string compare something that's similar enough. Right. I, like I guess if, it would have to. It would have to have like a memory that fades, right? It would have to be like you'd have to store it in mm-hmm. some structure where, like, after five, you know, if it's older than five minutes, and somebody posts something and it doesn't match, 
the yeah. thing that it remembered. Or it or it only it. like or or it only I, keeps the last X messages that have been sent yeah. in that channel. Exactly. I bet you can make it happen. I could just yeah, I could just have a, an array that like is a max length that it just checks, pushes and pops. This yeah. definitely slices. sounds like it should be prioritized above the new CMS. <laughs> <laughs> that one uh you'll have to talk to Ryan about. I'm kind of we're all kind of at whatever hit pace he wants to do. Oh. But I'm down to clown for that CMS. I think we have a fringe title. Down to clown? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, is that what yeah. the cool kids say these days still? So. I will check with my students tomorrow and I'll get back to you on that. <laughs> Thank you. So good. <laughs> Stupid me. Oh, now the interesting thing about this fringe is that uh-huh. in a in addition to you know like so so since this is a roundup aha uh-huh. who knows if like ryan's gonna say something even more absurd than that when i'm recording with him later this week and, and it'll all be in the same fringe episode aha uh-huh. he won't i don't yeah <laughs> down to clown is pretty hard you, to beat you can't beat you can't beat a, a, tr- a triple fringe you know three people it's just gonna be more entertaining that's true that's true um, okay, I so Ryan. so it's almost seven thirty. The uh, the Catholic Church across the street just got finished ringing their bells. So I think uh, <laughs> we're clear. Background noise. Should Let's be clear, load up yeah. time. That is everyone. Ah yes. Oh, hold on. Wait. Am I using Wi-Fi? Am I not using? <laughs> Are you on your Danish VPN? <laughs> uh, no, not at the moment. Good question, though. I. Uh, I think I've tried podcasting on that once, and I very quickly discovered the latency <laughs> is not worth it. Why did? Going. What did I just click on? Did I click on? How did I go to the calendar? What? Okay. But I will say, um, being on a Danish VPN, the internet's still quite usable. There's just you know an extra quarter second of delay. It's really not too bad though. Yeah, I'd have to imagine it's not necessarily slower. There's just higher latency, and with more yep. umlauts. Yeah. Hopefully. Uh, nope. Not in Danish. Oh. Mm. Those are Swedes. Yeah, the Swedes have sense. umlauts. Does does Danish have that O with the slash through it? I know the, I know yep, that Norwegian and then the, Norwegian and then the o, does. which yeah, da- okay. Danish and Norwegian have the same letters. Yeah. So the the A O and U. Uh if a Dan is listening to this, I probably just butchered your language. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. I so okay, I got the most amazing phishing email to my work account uh uh-huh. the other week. It was it, like I read the title and I thought uh, that's funny. They they misspelled the word password uh, in this clear <laughs> phishing email, you know. So I so I open it up just for kicks and I start reading through it. And I'm like, this is definitely Swedish. No, wait, there are O's with slashes through them. This is Norwegian, isn't it? And like, yeah, they thought that they were like emailing a Norwegian for some reason. I got something today that ha- that spelled memory with an oo the o with a slash through it huh what was that was that to my work or my personal i don't even remember whatever um okay so let's get started here maybe um quick note uh about the the structure of the episode that this is going to be a part of um Uh i'm going to start the episode by kind of running the listeners through each of these um if if you take a look in the um 
um, the spreadsheet that is linked to from the from the show notes, right? Yeah. Um, I'm going to be like running the listeners through each one of those and just kind of giving a brief overview of this is what I mean by this feature and this is why we care about this feature. Um, so the three of us don't need to give them like a recap of that kind of thing. They should already, you know, have an understanding about what we mean when you know we're talking about capturing credentials or whatever. Sweet. Um. Your thing about built-in browser storage, random string generation, what does that mean? Like, that you can explicitly try it out elsewhere? Where do I say random string generation? What? Oh, Third right column here. Column of colors. Uh, yeah, that just means, like, can it generate a random password for you? Um, Should I reward yeah, that I'm as gener- sure. generate random password? Um. Oh, versus just saving one for you? Yes. Save one. Uh, Safari can generate them, and it has for a number of years. <clears throat> just so you know. Oh, so you're saying for, what is this, G3, where we've got the built-in browser passwords? Yep. Ah, uh, okay. Just just trying to make sure that um, they're up to date. Gotcha. Gotta, stand up, gotta stand up for WebKit. Exactly. Also, organizing passwords, um, you can sort and search by website username or actually you can even alphabetize are we still password. talking about safari or are we talking about one password now safari i'm just uh just making sure that that row is up mm. to date for safari um it also tells you about sharing passwords as well safari can let you share passwords uh no it tells you if you have a password used on multiple websites ah, so okay. password reused on multiple, multiple websites interesting okay um <clears throat> where, uh, sharing so, so, so that well no because sh- sharing passwords means like i share a password with you um oh um that would uh, fall under security audit okay yeah yep oh, that's wrong okay no but safari warns about duplicates Um, and and am I correct in thinking that the Safari password manager uh, is the, the the one that like synchronizes via keychain to iOS it's by default? Synonymous with iCloud keychain, I yeah. think. Okay, they're kind of built with each other in mind. I mean, you can use one without the other, <clears throat> but why mm-hmm. would you? Right. Like Safari was so the Safari thing has been around forever, but um, it can sync with iCloud if you want. But I, it, it needs to sync with iCloud if you have iCloud Keychain turned on. So you can't have Keychain without Safari stuff, I think. I think that's correct, too. Confirmed. Um, let's see. Were there any... I think there was one or two things that I wanted to double-check with you guys before. Oh, yeah. Have have either of you used, like, 1Password's sharing feature to share any passwords with other people? No. I've exported things out of 1Password. But I don't okay, give that's not the people. Same. I don't give people access to my one password creds. No, no, like, that's like I don't, that's not what I mean. Like, like, because um, I'm pretty sure that one password will let you say like, okay, I've got this the Nexus TV Twitter account. I want to share the password for the the Nexus TV's Twitter account with this other person. Um, yeah, I th- so. I guess 
Uh, I guess maybe the answer is I haven't used that, but like my understanding is like that's kind of a Teams feature and not necessarily an individual thing, but I could be wrong about that. Let's test it out real enough. quick here. Also, um, Ian, your 1Password 2FA generator should definitely be a green yes. I think it's you just go to the app and make a new one-time password, and then, bam, you're set up. It's really easy. Um, But, I mean, like, it's not built into the same app. It, it is a separate app that you have to go and download. Nope. No, it's not. What are you talking about? 1Password has a built-in two-factor code tool in, in just in line with the app. You create a one-time password inside of um, a password field or something, and then you scan the code with it can read somewhere on your screen or you hold up a, a camera or you type in or paste a link and then it generates the six character codes oh well then why do they have an entirely separate app as well they do uh, I... yeah weird hang on let so me... one one other thing i'll mention is the one password sharing feature i have used is when you can use the system share sheet to share a credential with somebody but I haven't, I don't think there's a way that you can basically like assign shared ownership of a credential from across one password users. Like it's not, it's not shared. It's just, mm-hmm. a, oh, that's LastPass, buddy. Yeah. Wait, one did password. you say one? Pa- uh, yes. What, yeah. One um, password. You oh, have it I'm as sorry. orange, takes a bit of menu hunting, but I think it should just be green. Take yes. a bit of menu. Okay, fine. Uh, I tried to change the color, but I can't. I don't know why. It's because you don't know my scheme. Um, I have I have uh, conditional formatting on all of these. Um, oh. Nice. Yeah. So so my my go to for this type of thing is if it starts with no, it's red. If it starts with yes, it's green. If it starts with yes, comma, oh, you. it's orange. Ah. So whenever I want to say like yes, but that's a comma. If I want to say yes and, it's a semicolon. Oh. Aha. Um, auto change passwords. That yeah. seems. Like, I, I know there is a little bit of a push to like create URL schemes for websites that will auto redirect and, and go to password management and account management places, but I feel like it's a little early to really count that as a negative towards things. In my opinion. Well, I mean, it's it's a it's say, a feature that some have that others don't. So, I suppose, and and that's why I have it down there in like the extras section because it's like it's not necessary for the for for you know these services to work. It's just like convenient. That's uh, a pretty cool feature. Yeah, it it doesn't work. <laughs> Oh well, that, that uh, makes sense. It's really, really touchy. I was, I was gonna say, it feels like it would take a lot of integration and would probably work with some places and not others, and yada yada yada. Um, yeah, it's they, they have like only uh, on on LastPass's end, they they only support like the eighty most common, you know. Um, yeah, uh, pa- Google, or, Google, Apple, Amazon. Exactly. Yeah. And and it's literally like if any of those entities like change anything about their website, then it, it won't work until LastPass goes and updates, you know, whatever uh, series of clicks they have their automated thing do. <laughs> oh, no, their capybara tests or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's, it's great. Tests. 
Um, okay, so let's see. If I... If I took... Hello? Okay. Hello? Let's go into logins. Hello? Yeah, I'm trying to use the... Um, it's the, the extension's being slow. Um, okay, so if I... So, emergency contact access. I want to ask about that, too. Yeah. Um, um, so, go ahead. So, 1Password has the concept of an emergency kit, which is a, like a PDF you would print out or something. Yeah. Which contains, in nice sans-serif text, the sign-in address, team address, secret key, and then you handwrite a ma- your master password. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of fulfills it for me. Like I, I keep that in a, <clears throat> um, a file in my closet in case you know anything were to happen. That's a way that someone would be able to get into all my accounts. Um, I think like an automated digital emergency contact access is like you're losing security at that point if you're allowing someone to come in at any time. In my opinion, yeah, so I think I, that I would think... kind of count. They, they have an easy way for making an emergency kit and like emergency access mm-hmm. to your account. Um, but it keeps it physical and, and offline, which I think is a plus. Yeah. And I think I, th- if I remember correctly, um, the way that LastPass does it is it's like, if you haven't logged into your LastPass account in the last, you know, like I think you set a, a period of time, uh, then whoever you have dictated as your emergency contact, can get access to your LastPass account. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I guess like this, this kind of, and at the risk of starting the episode, um, <laughs> like this kind of gets at a lot of the design differences between one password and a lot of other tools. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some of it's like around sharing, like when you, when you share something in one password, you're just like exporting it as plain text, right? <laughs> like that's what it is. Um, and when you, when you give somebody emergency access to your vault, that's literally giving them access to your vault. So they, they kind of put it on you to manage, um, how, how that mechanism works. Um, cause like they kind of make different trade-offs, I think, than a lot of other places do on stuff like that. Uh, And some of the positives of that include, um, you don't have outages like LastPass seems to be having. Yep. But now I've started the episode. What have I done? Outage free. Should we do a mid-episode clap to sync up? Duplicate print. No. Where is... Why can't I... This is a great time to be trying to wrap my head around the user interface of uh, 1Password. Did you download it on your computer or phone or tablet or um yeah i installed it in firefox so it wouldn't interfere with uh with LastPass, my existing password manager you know i didn't want to have like both of them trying to vie for the same text fields <laughs> yeah fair um um can i move it from one vault to another maybe i can't figure out how to do that right now i'm just on one password.com you, you can move from one vault to another you can copy to a vault um you can share a specific f- password or thing right what if i click and drag it no that's not a thing oh and it says be aware when you share 
Sharing your items outside of one password sends them in plain text. Yep. Be confident in the security of the method you use to share. I'll hit cancel. You can favorite, and duplicate, and edit, and move to trash. I have a lot. In my, I have fifty-one items in my trash. Okay, so if they, hmm, it, yeah, I've I, literally never emptied my trash. Wow, look at that. <laughs> I don't even have my Tumblr account anymore, but I still have the old credentials and two FA for it. Noise. Oh, my old credit card. No, wait. I didn't want to move that to trash. <laughs> oh no. Oh my god. Now it's now it's sitting in there with like, you know, five gigabytes of uh of of audacity files. Uh oh. Oh, um Ian, I would add um one more thing about um password manager, another feature column. Um the ability to store like other information. So one password can store not just logins, but secure yeah. notes, credit cards, uh, call column I. Column I. So it's not just notes, but they have special special, um, right? Okay, uh, so indicators for write, things like write that in there. Okay. Uh, give me a minute. It's like twenty different items. You could write that, you know, like all kinds of stuff. Twenty different items. Uh, I'll do a summary at the end. Or before. You got to know it all. How do I restore something from the trash can in macOS? Like the system trash can? Yeah. Right click and do put back. That's not showing up here. Uh, if you, if it was multiple items or you put it to trash, like with a, in a weird way, it won't let you do that. Maybe well, okay, clicking and dragging it back to the downloads folder worked. <laughs> that makes sense, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, sorry. That that was the uh, one password installer package that, like, um, it had previously, like, when when I got to the um, the um, administrator, you know, uh, username and password thing, I was like, okay, well, I'll just proceed pretending like I don't have an administrator password on this laptop that I'm not supposed to have an administrator password on. That's the main reason that I um, generally prefer using browser extension versions of things. Uh, is because like bada bing bada boom then it's on all of my computers including the ones that I don't have administrator access on wow that was did y'all hear that yeah that's the the sound it made when it finished installing nice that's how you know it's working that's the uh, good old mac os sound effects do 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 no wait uh is that that's the old school text sound right yeah, it used to be. Throwback. Just now it's just ding. What? Why is it asking me for a sign-in address? What does that mean? Don't I just have an email address and a, and a p- password? What is all this secret ah. key crap? So, so you take the wheel, Brian. Yeah. 
Okay, so sign an address. Well, you can use their hostings, their servers for hosting. Mm-hmm. My guess is you can also do like on-premise hosting for enterprise. Sure can. Um, and then secret key is the the actual key used to store and log into your stuff, and that is not kept by them in any way whatsoever. So they can never ever decrypt any of your data. It's literally all in your hands. Um, and so that secret key is kind of like the unique, probably public private key, maybe something like that for encrypting and decrypting okay. your information. And that's combined with your master password. Well, you get at your stuff. So okay, when so it wouldn't sync. So instead of like calling this service one password, they should really call it one password and secret key and uh, hosting domain or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I guess something like that. Did you know Apple uh, has like an enterprise license for using 1Password for all of their Apple employees? <laughs> like I think retail included. Like 100,000 users are now like required to use two, two-factor and 1Password everywhere. Wow. That's awesome. That was uh, something that came out on, tw- on Twitter like earlier this summer. I don't know if – I don't think they ever like released a press announcement, but it kind of leaked out. Yeah, I think there was a series of Apple employees who were like – who said something like that. Yeah, I don't remember whether it was Apple employees or One Password employees, but I, I know there was a small scare. Like, oh, is Apple going to buy One Password? Because they've been the features that both companies have been putting out have been pretty closely tied together mm. for niceties. Yeah, I mean, this is the kind of product that I would expect Apple to be like. Well, we want to make our own. You know, at the same time, I feel like it's a whole bunch of stuff they don't necessarily need to get into. I mean, they have iCloud Keychain, and I think that's their their take on it for. Um, a more sure. easy to use solution that will cover, you know, people who aren't super into it. And one password is a little more robust and can do more, mm-hmm. but is more complicated and costs a little bit of money. So maybe that's the more, you know, prosumer professional kind of application. Yeah, I get. I, I guess I, w- I would say. I guess I'm also thinking. It, yeah. I'm thinking about it in terms of like, Apple loves to talk about like, well. Uh, you know, we like we've got our local solution that you know you don't need to use any third-party services. Therefore, it's more secure because it's all you know th- we control the entire stack from hardware all the way on up to the user. Um, and you know something as like important as a password manager, right? Like this is once you have a password manager, this is your one line of defense to all of your accounts um so i i i feel like this is the kind of thing that apple would be like all over in terms of like yeah we want to help you be the most secure that you possibly can i i guess i think uh this kind of gets at a fundamental distinction between um kind of the apple way of doing things and maybe like the google way of doing things or the microsoft Mm -hmm. way of doing things because i feel like um Apple definitely views things like this, and this is something I guess I, I can only ever say as an outside observer, but um, App, Apple views things like managing uh, managing things at, at such a minute level. Um, I use the word prosumer almost, right? Like, um, I think Apple views that as something that's kind of best done by, sure, people who, who buy into the Apple way, like I think the folks behind 1Password or Agile Bits do, um, but maybe not something that Apple needs to do in and of itself. Like, you know, you, you can think of other, other companies that do stuff like this really well, like Panic or 
um, like even Adobe in some respects, even though the Adobe Apple relationship has been tense at times. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, because in that case, like Apple does Logic Pro, they do Final Cut, you know. Sure, but I, I guess I would say Apple, Apple views those things as you know, like there's a lot of other history there as to why they have Final Cut and Logic, um, and just I, I think, um, I think. Uh, you know, Premiere and Audition are are two software packages that I think are very, um, and like Apple's done good things with Final Cut and Logic, but mm-hmm. um, the Creative Cloud offering as a whole, like Apple's never had, as far as I know at least, something that could compete with InDesign and Illustrator and Photoshop. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had that Photoshop is of course a a bit of an exception because they did have aperture for a while but those are actually situations where i'd I'd say too that um apple kind of showed how um maybe they there was like a shift in perception at apple as to how they wanted to handle those kind of pro features um of course aperture is no longer with us may it rest in peace (laughs) um and uh uh you know, I think there there was a lot of hullabaloo too about Final Cut Pro Ten, um, because of kind of the changes that were being made that people felt were um, kind of simplifying the product, um, which you know people weren't able to do necessarily all the things they wanted to do with that, um, and a bunch of people moved to uh, Premiere, to Adobe, and to other to other platforms for that. I think Apple likes to have a lot of that kind of really complicated um, end user software done in the way that they would like it to be done but I don't necessarily know that they mind so much whether it's done by somebody else and I think that they have this like enterprise volume license for 1Password really speaks to that too so if, if, if Apple's satisfied with something out there and they think it's a good company and they trust them they're probably not going to tackle it themselves is that kind of what you're saying? That, that's kind of what I'm after and like acquisition like who knows maybe maybe they've talked about it and maybe they want it or don't want it but I think generally speaking Apple um, certainly the Apple of the 2010s and onward seems to be a little bit more aware of where their strengths lie and maybe where their weaknesses are and um, if they can support and uplift companies that are doing things quote unquote the Apple way um, it's it seems to me like an outside observer that they would prefer that to having that done in-house yeah uh, and then something like test flight which they acquired what four or five years ago maybe right like that that feels to me like something that that should have always been a core competency right <laughs> and, and um, it's something that doesn't belong in third-party hands and so they kind of needed to acquire exactly and it might be something they're not always the best at either i don't know what yeah was test flight uh, it lets you ship beta versions of app- iOS applications ah. or, or uh, yeah, iOS, maybe tvOS as well. Yep. And maybe, uh, I don't remember. Yeah, I think tvS and iOS. I think and that's right. And thus watchOS through iOS. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, um, so do we want to start that? the this episode thing? <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> um, here, uh, let's do a clappy thing. At 20 seconds after sure. 7.54. Indeed. Got it. Cool. And you can you can always siphon audio from this earlier part, too, Ian. Oh, um, yes. 
I was definitely thinking about that. <laughs> I feel like uh, the shows that you edit are way harder to edit. Just because you you do more complicated things and yeah. tackle different stuff. Yeah, and... I probably I probably give create more work for myself, don't I? You you let us talk about one password that whole time. We could have just said <laughs> shut up and let's start the episode. I'm too polite. Um, okay. Uh, you know what? Maybe I'll also leave it in the fringe so that you know fringe listeners get a double whammy. Double dose, yeah. <laughs> double so, yeah. whammy. Um, okay. So. Um, as we mentioned, of course, they they can uh, synchronize between different devices. Um, and actually, 1Password has a lot of different options in this, which is unusual. Um, you don't have to go with their like cloud-based um, version that, that goes straight to 1Password's own servers, right? You could synchronize everything through Dropbox or through... Um, uh, through iCloud, if all of your devices are, are Apple devices. Um, so, yeah. They, they are they are moving away from that, though. Okay. I, I do think... Um, so, they, they have... I forget the exact um, guidelines, but when 1Password 7 came out for the Mac, I think that was limited to their syncing only. So, you could use some of the older clients and sync through third-party services. Mm. But I think to use the new ones, you don't get that. Um, the other thing is the the older versions of the apps used to pay per app, so you'd pay, buy for the Mac client, and I think I bought mine for like thirty five dollars. That was with a student discount four years ago, and then the iOS app was free, but then a ten dollar in app purchase to get a lot of the pro features, um, and the Windows client was similarly priced as the Mac one. Mm-hmm. So there are options, or there were options. I'm not sure what the deal is going forward. Um, Right, right. I should probably check that in my in my app just to see. <laughs> yeah, I think Brian and I both bought like this what would now be referred to as the standalone versions of one password. Um at the at the time that was kind of the main offering. You'd you'd sync your one password vaults with Dropbox or with iCloud Drive. Um but uh now that they have their own syncing service, um I'd agree with Brian. That's definitely de-emphasized, but that that was kind of where the platform started. Um, so the neat thing about that is, as a, as a user, you kind of get to control your own data and just let one password be the like the viewer of that file. Um, and that that's still kind of the architecture of how it works, even when you're using their syncing. Um, but uh, that entire system now is kind of under their control, um, whereas it used to be a little bit more. Uh, ad hoc or at the, at the at the user's discretion yeah and i think that's a really powerful like choice to to allow the uh user to make it it you know it, it it emphasizes a lot of trust in the user to like yeah take control of their own stuff um you can do either um uh sorry i'm trying to type in my password and i can't talk and think at the same time um, <laughs> so you can do all items or a selected item now let me give me a second so i can uh, pull it up. Now, just imagine if Brian was trying to talk and type in his password at the same time, and he accidentally said his password out loud. Uh-oh. I was worried about that. Then, I will say. then we'd have him. All right, let me just export one random thing that I don't care about, uh, not versus all my items. I don't want that to all go into plain text. Right. Well, but the, yeah, that's. I mean, that is what we're talking about here. Is like, can you export everything so that you can just quickly switch to a different password manager if you want to? 
it is kind of cool. Like one password kind of eliminated a couple different apps for me when I when I fully bought into the one password ecosystem. Um, the first one is I used to have an app that just managed software licenses. It was like oh, wow. a software license directory. I can't remember the name of it, but this was like back in the ten dot five, ten dot six days, like Leopard Snow Leopard. Um, I feel like I remember seeing an app that did that, but I never used it. Yeah, Gosh, and, I'd uh, love to know what that is. Hmm. I, yeah, I'll see if I can track it down. It was a long time ago, um, and then um, um, yeah, that's, that's pretty nice. That's pretty helpful, especially like if you're going across national borders, um, because uh, you know wh- whether or not that's definitely the unspoken actually... use case. <laughs> right, right, right. Like r- regardless of whether or not you uh, are actually heading into a situation that's dangerous, hopefully you're not. Um, you know, there are a lot of situations where, um, you know, when, when, when you have sensitive data like that, you just don't want that on your phone in a place where it can fall into somebody's hands that aren't yours. Somebody's blue gloved hands. Well, right, 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 right. It's like, um, you know, if, if you have like AWS credentials, um, you know, it, that's not necessarily something to hide but it's something that you just don't want to be exposed um you know it's it's stuff like that that you have to uh that you might want to make sure before you before you say um are are in a situation where your phone might be examined by um law enforcement or something that that you have um there's like critically important things not present (laughs) because every every time it's viewed by someone that's not you that's exposure that's additional and they and they and they give you messages when you share something or want to export something saying this will be stored in plain text. So they're very open about, you know, trying to protect the user from themselves. Yep. Um, um, and then for biometric sensors, uh, you know, when you're on your phone, um, does it does it allow you to use your fingerprint or like a face ID type thing to... Um, to log into one password uh yes indeed um and i also double checked uh luckily i still have a an android tablet that has a very old version of android on it um i checked to see if if one password still works can it autofill uh you know back before android had a built-in like password management hook um and yes yes it can uh it they they implemented some um um accessibility features to get that to work sounds like apple <laughs> um i'll just say the um so touch id and face id um totally works and for a while it did not persist across reboots but uh i don't know if it was a year later or a few months later they got it to uh to save across reboots i think that's something a lot of the apps were first struggling with when that was available oh really because I, I i was checking out the app today and i think it warned me that uh i was going to have to put in the master password if i rebooted it hmm maybe it's a security feature you're losing a touch of security i'm not sure <laughs> a touch <I'm>... of security <laughs> <laughs> good one a glance of security <laughs> um nice oh yeah. absolutely i've countless times at work had to deal with something or make a phone call during the day and i just walk off into a little a quiet room pop on my airpods and make a phone call and just i'm in one password and that's where all of the verification is i have you know like um some banking apps or or 
phone services will have you make a secret word. So I, of course, being a one password user, don't just do one word, but like a, an entire sentence of random words. Yeah, exactly. I don't know what it is. I have to go look it up for that <laughs> verification. And that's and I think that's that's a really good place to be in. And one password really helps facilitate that. I have run into some silly situations where I'm like talking with somebody on the phone and they're like, oh, what's your what's your phone password or the, or the word that you use on that phone? And I'm like, I don't know. And they're like, what do you mean you don't know? And I'm like, well, hang on a second. I have to hop into my password manager to find it. And they kind of chuckle at me. And then it's something ridiculous because it was randomly generated. But that's how, oh, you, that's how you keep it secure. <laughs> I felt the same too. And I'm like, oh, they probably think I'm a, a scammer because I'm taking so long to go pull it up. And yeah. it's just like, I totally forgot to pull it up earlier. Totally. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, any final thoughts for me, you guys, about uh, 1Password here? Their website lets you securely curate passwords. I thought that was pretty cool. I didn't see that they did that. And that's the same kind of recipes that you can use in the app. So random password, memorable password, which is words with um, hyphens or something else in the middle, or just a pin. Um, and you can, of course, specify the length, include or exclude symbols and numbers. Um, let's see what else was there. Let's go to the settings. So, screen. so like that's another thing about one password that I think is really um neat. And like I haven't really used any other password managers to be able to to speak to this or not. Um, but one password's like password generation tool um allows you to be really smart about how you're making those passwords when places have arcane or sometimes incorrect or just like flat out wrong requirements. Mm-hmm. Um, where it's like your password must be between 11 and negative 12 characters and it's like wait what that's not a range what um you know when, when they have a super minute range or they want letters and numbers but no symbols or letters and symbols but no numbers or yeah. numbers and symbols but no letters um and then you know even if after all of that configuration you can't generate a password that works you can just go in and modify the password that it generated and it'll save it for you um which, which is pretty great. Like having that one step away is, is really awesome. I just created a password today or reset a password today that had like, you could you could use some symbols, but not others. Um, Whoa. Yeah, right? Which is like, um, makes me kind of think that they're storing that password um, unescaped or incorrectly escaped somewhere. Which... When I see that, I, I keep symbols checked in one password and just keep generating a new one until it generates one without <laughs> any of the symbols that I can't use. Right, right. It's very strange. But uh, yeah, what I'll usually do is I'll just change the symbol to one of the ones that <laughs> is available or is allowable. But, um, but that they have that kind of generation built in is pretty, uh, pretty sweet, pretty impactful. Uh, and that works pretty easily on iOS and, and Mac OS and, and I've used it on windows as well. Mm -hmm. Um, it also like listens for when it thinks your password changed. So like I've had some situations where, um, like if I'm, if I'm using something on iOS and like, if it used to be that if I were in like kind of a time crunch, I just give up. And if I reset the password, I just use the iCloud keychain one and then be like i'll add it to one password later and then i would never add it to one password so i'd go back in and i'd be like oh why can't i log in with my one password <laughs> password this is annoying uh and then i'd have to go back in and fish it out of icloud keychain um but on mac os they actually watch for that and when when it seems like your password has changed um it'll say oh do you want to update your password um mm-hmm. and that's super helpful and that's usually caught most of them by now yeah whenever i'm uh generating a new password um 
I've I've been burned enough times with like you know my password manager not detecting that it filled in a thing and it should also save it. So I always like do copy and then fill and <laughs> just in case. Right. Yeah. Generating new ones. I'm always like, I, I double and triple check just to make sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw, I'm just looking through some of the preferences in it. Um, in the browser um, extensions, you can do a blacklist of website URLs to not do autofill on if that's important to you. Yes. I have that turned off like in general now. Yeah. I I I have it always wait for me to to, you know, click first before filling in passwords. Yeah. Oh, and you can say detect new usernames and passwords and offer to save them. That's what the feature is. Um as for auto filling them in, um on iOS 12 and macOS Mojave and newer no website or at least the iCloud one and the one password one doesn't autofill it. You have to click it and then choose from a drop down which account you want to use. And that's so the website can't sniff when the inputs change and automatically do something with that data. So the website won't know if something's typed in until you explicitly say, okay, enter the password in now. So it adds another action, but it, it means websites can't sniff anything because there's literally no username or password in that website until you give a user action. Yeah. And so I think it's the same thing you were saying. Yep, yep. Um, also, can, also, uh, protects you from like hidden username and password fields. Oh yes. That's yeah. That's a problem too. Um, there is in the advanced options, local vaults. So allow creation of vaults outside of one password accounts. So that would be the things that you would sync elsewhere. Um, it looks like when you do that, you change the master or the primary vault to be a local one. So you do have to change your master password or at least sync it up to your local offline vault. So they kind of support local stuff, but it's much more tricky. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can enable Spotlight and third-party app integrations, at least on the Mac version. Um, that does lower some or exports unencrypted item titles, URLs, categories, account, and vault names into like Spotlight and applications, things like Alfred, Quicksilver, and Launcher, uh, LaunchBar, so they can index and sort through your passwords as well. Can I have Siri read my passwords out loud to me? I've never tried, but I don't know. I think I think on the phone version, I have seen something about Siri. I'm not sure. Uh, you can turn on and off spotlight search. So maybe Siri would have access to that. Yeah, I think it could tell you that you, it, it could say that you have that record, but I don't think it would read it out to you. That would be hilarious. Then everyone and their second cousin would be shouting at the phone going, hey, Siri, what's my Google password? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hello. Um, on the... On the phone version, you can um, have it, you know, auto lock when you close the app or wait two minutes or five minutes. Um, So that's something kind of handy as well. And you can, of course, turn on and off like face ID, touch ID. Um, They do have a one password browser, which is Ah, from, uh, I think, just from many years ago they've had it. So it's an in-app browser that can autofill passwords and things. And that was kind of before there was any system integration. Uh, I didn't really use it before because I like Safari. Um, older versions of iOS really did need to use Safari to have much better performance. Um, but now everything kind of runs at the same level. Um, and I just would copy paste passwords before anyway. I even I, ran on my Mac. They, I ran without the browser extension for a couple of years. Do it. they have, do they keep the one password browser around for like security purposes that like this is a browser that you know nothing else is touching other than one password itself? Um, yeah, that might be it. So it kind of, has the whole ecosystem. I'm going to try to just trigger it now 
I probably even turned it off. Oh, okay. So if you tap a URL in the one, uh, one password app, it opens up a new one password browser instance and autofills in your information. So you can tap autofill and it puts in username and password for you from the app. Nice. So one um, other thing I'll throw out there that's a little tiny bit of real-time follow-up uh, from uh, when I activated Siri a second ago. Uh-huh. Um, when I when I said, hey, Siri, what's my Google password? Um, it brought me to my iCloud keychain and not to 1Password. Um, hmm. But it did work. I was able to get to my Google password. It just didn't uh, didn't use 1Password. So Siri, Siri support, jury's still out on it, but... Um, You'll, you'll get somewhere if you ask that question, that's for sure. It's very interesting. And I'm seeing under the require master password, you can choose never after device restart, and then like one hour, one day, two days, two weeks, 30 days. Um, otherwise, it says it's only required if Face ID or Touch ID fails. Um, you can also set a PIN code if you don't want to type in your master password, and it, but that will disable Face ID. Um, you can do some like lock screen customability. Um, you can allow or disallow custom keyboards um, when you're in the one password app, so uh-huh. custom keyboards couldn't sniff things mm. that you're typing in. Um, I think that's about it. You can even import a vault on iOS and you can change your language in app. You don't have to use the system app like, or the system language. All right. Uh, I for think another that's... layer of obfuscation, <laughs> I've changed Obfuscate. my language to, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what it's saying. It doesn't know what it's saying. So perfect. Brandon, I'm curious, do you use tags much on 1Password? I do, I do. I actually, uh, you know, uh, I, I use tags more than I use separate vaults. Um, I did use separate vaults for a little while to just compartmentalize work stuff from personal stuff. Um, but now that my work situation has changed a little bit, um, I have tagged all the stuff that is, like, for my business um, separately, but it doesn't really make sense to have it in a separate vault until... Uh, such time as there are more people in my business which is like uh if it ever happens it's like three to five years out (laughs) so i'd rather just have one vault to manage it's a little bit less complex but i tag it with with a way that i can use to make sure that i know that it's all right this is this is that aws account for that and it's not um it's not my aws account it's the one for the business so right yeah i um I just have two vaults, one for me, one for my work. I should prop so otherwise I'll use tags for Apple Watch. Um I usually just search. I probably should move things around a little bit more. I do have a bunch of stuff like all the server passwords and things from the Morris Computer Science Lab. Um <laughs> I should probably either delete them, verify that they still work, or just move them to another vault. Yeah. Um or some combination. Right. <laughs> See the the problem with Brandon like saving credentials for his work-related accounts is that they're all left blank. Ah, I see what you did there. That's a good one. I think nice that might see. that might be my cold opener. That's a good one. You can't <laughs> you can't have any passwords if you leave the fields blank. <laughs> that's that's my approach. Actually, that's that's like a startup idea. You don't use one password. You use zero no password. <laughs> All right. Um, I think that an hour and a half recording for, um, you know, a single short segment in this second opinion episode is plenty. So <laughs> <laughs> sounds good. Well, we'll, we'll make sure one really password is the longest short segment. This really should have just been a review of one password. 
as its own episode. And then you can lump all the rest together because they don't they don't matter. <laughs> there you go. Also, I just have to say the one password social media presence is amazing. I, I was gonna say it's kind of like the React Hooks episode of Podkit. I feel like there's a non-zero likelihood that folks at Agile Bits listen to this. <laughs> hey, if you guys tweet the at them enough, who knows? Well, if we release it as an own, as our as its own episode, then I think it would be much more likely that they could listen because then so, we could just blast it as one password. Fun fact. Um, this episode is being released under a Creative Commons license, so like you guys can do whatever the fuck you want with it. You could cut out the entire one uh, <laughs> password section and make it into its own episode. There you go. If we could we could make it a pseudo podcast, like a little podcast yeah. special where we just <laughs> all the stuff how we talked about how one password is like the epitome of of an uh, app done the Apple way. Yeah, that'd be fun. Well, we'll have to see. Um, okay. Holy cool. moly, it is 8.35, which is half an hour away from my bedtime. Who said they had to leave at 8? I, I did, but I was clearly wrong, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Um, see you guys later. Oh, hey, uh, I, let's see, I made a, a folder. Let's see if I paste it in there. Is that the folder? Hey, perfect. I'll stop recording, and then I'll it put is the, folder. the thing in the place. Bye, Fringe. Adios, Fringe. Bye, Fringe. You'll hear from me again in a moment while I'm talking to Ryan. Hi, future Ian. (gasps) Slack has some very interesting um, ringtone noises. It sure does. That was really weird. I've never heard it on Windows. (laughs) Or, or, Or any computer, actually. So wait, you're on a... Hmm. You're on a Windows computer. Yeah. But the studio is not. I have a lot of computers. Yeah, I'm. Tr- I'm just trying to visualize which one. Like, where the heck you are? It's not in the studio. Oh, hey, look, Slack does let us use cameras. That's cool. That's good, Thanks, I'm, Slack. I'm glad that's not a paid feature. <laughs> right. <laughs> I wish they had a cheaper <laughs> version, um, so that I could pay for it and use it. I don't even know how much the paid version supposedly is it's 6.95 per user per month is that six dollars and 95 cents yeah that can get steep pretty quick it can so that's that's why it's not cheap enough for me to afford for us right right and then uh like if you wanted to do like if you wanted to give people a slack channel for example as part of a patreon tier or uh, just just because you're nice tier uh, you can't because you have to get charged for those users too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think I'm, I I don't think that Patreon has a direct Slack integration the Probably way that not. it does with Discord. Yeah. Um, I think that's why a lot of people go to the Discord angle. Yeah, it's it's pretty slick. Um, cause it, it like automatically can add people to different channels according to what tier they've subscribed at. The cat's um, trying to jump on the table here. Stop it. nice. Bad. Um, let's see. I added earlier today, free of charge, two SO documents. Uh, one oh, for yes, the I did notice that. And one for the TV. Yeah. Are the, did you get a new TV? Yeah. Okay. Nice. 
Um, did you put those in the uh, what's it called? The roadmap. I don't. It's um, up to you to define the roadmap. Okay, I I don't cool. know. I'll I'll go. Yeah, I'll go stick those in there. Obviously, then. they awesome. have to be recorded. So. Yes. Um. You got a home hub. Yeah. Oh. Last night. <laughs> I'm gonna have to come over. <laughs> it's, it's it's so um you could listen to the review. <laughs> I didn't record it yet, but you could listen to it. <laughs> That's very true. That's very true. Um, yeah, let's see. Uh, I can tell you about some initial opinions of it, though. Okay. Is this that is, a, is that a new new derivative type of second opinion, initial opinion? This, well, I mean, well, we did kind do of. the. Um, what did we do? What did we call it? The that for that one time. First impressions. First impressions. Yes, that's what we called but it. But I think initial opinions makes more sense because you know it's second opinion uh i hold on i have to traverse this file structure uh every time i read this it's in a different order yeah so the home hub i bought it last night and plugged it in last night and it's been sitting there for a day now and it's uh you know it's one of those google products Mm -hmm. costs a lot doesn't do anything so it's like how much how much was it was that 150 it's supposed to be 150, but I got it for 99 because of Black Friday. Sure, sure. Which it it's not worth 150 dollars. It doesn't do enough. Mm-hmm. That's not even close. Well, I mean, I we thought that the uh, the Google Home, the original one, was like also overpriced. An all right, an all right price for what it was. No, it, it, I, yeah, it's not I, ideal. I still can't believe that it costs 150 dollars or 80 dollars plus. For the air freshener model, which is what I call it in the review here, <laughs> wasn't that thing like 120 bucks when yes, it first came out? It's 129, yeah. I think, or at least 119, right? Something, Something like yeah, that. I think, I think, yeah, I think it was 130. And I think just, it was, yeah, it just costs way too much for what you're getting. Compare that to the Google Home Mini that uh, they were just, you know, throwing a, like throwing they, free versions they, at us. They beg left you to right. buy them so they can yep. mess with you somehow. Um. But you know, so I I plugged it in and I've been using it. Um, it's it's a Chromecasty like I mean it's a Google Home with a Chromecast display built in. It's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. But also you can't do anything with it, so it's also not that useful. You can check the weather. You can. That's it. Yeah, it's it's like a Chromecast that has different stuff that it shows on the screen when you're when it's like idle, right? Yeah, so by by default it'll show you, you know the same kind of Chromecast picture stuff. Oh, so okay. You could show your photo album or you know. Man, I feel like we're doing a review right now. Kind of. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's um. It's not worth 150, but for 99, I think it's okay. Even that's a lot, but okay. it's okay. But now 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 I feel like they need to refresh the air freshener model. Yeah, I yeah. And also, like the um. So 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 I I guess I'm thinking about the home hub in kind of a similar light as I think about like the uh, the Google Home Max, where it's like. This product doesn't make much sense when I could be just like having a Google Home Mini in the same room as a Chromecast that's plugged into a small TV. And then ha- tell the Google Home Mini like use that TV as oh, the absolutely. default. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the reason I like it is that I can just look at it. like I don't have all the TVs on all the time, 
right? And so yeah. now, now I can just check the time or the weather, and I don't. <laughs> it's fine. And I wish I, I actually wish the Chromecast would have a better integration for if I ask uh, Google Home for the weather, a, a nearby Chromecast should just show me on the screen some weather stuff. Mm-hmm. They could do that, but they don't do that. Oh, there you go. Those are your initial opinions. Fantastic. Yeah. Stop trying to jump on the table. Some Cats. some good uh, early access content for yeah for our flinge, f- fringe flinge, listeners. Flinge listeners. Flinge listeners. Oh man, those. Uh, that might be the flinge title. Flinge listeners. Um, okay. So oh, that's I- right. So so for fringe titles, we are competing with the fringe that Brian and Ryan and I recorded. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh huh. Also, what what show are we recording here today? This um, is second opinion number fifty four. Fifty. Oh my gosh, they're not in order. Okay, I found one do of you, the two docs. Yeah. Do then, you want me to send you a link in the Slack, or do you got it? I got I got one of two. Okay. Oh, I found well, I, fu- I found the other one. It was behind the. Um. Okay, I found it. Down to clown. Did we say that already? No, like I said, that that's from the Brian and Brandon and I. Oh, okay, I get it, I get it. Um, by the way, uh, recorded the interview for the Extra Dimension episode this morning, yeah. and um, the the OBS uh, system worked pretty well. Oh, I was gonna um, say, did you hit spacebar? I t- <laughs> shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um so for the for the fringe listeners um i i was recording an interview with one of my professors who doesn't have you know uh audio recording software on her computer which is bizarre well i mean like you know she is a computer science professor so i'm sure she could have handled like (laughs) installing audacity and yada yada she should have Um, then but i'm like you know yeah let's not go through the hassle I, i agree i get it Especially remembering what was it in like in like April when I was over at your house and trying to walk um, David K Barnes, the guy from London, through some like troubleshooting steps to try and get like freaking Skype to work or whatever. Well, that's because you use Skype. It was awful. Well, we, we were also having trouble with Hangouts. That's because so. you use Hangouts. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're using and now we're using uh, Slack, and I'm hearing some weird warbling in your voice. Oh, that's um, Slack's fault. Yeah, it totally is. Uh, um, somebody, some I was on. I must have been with Brian and Brandon uh, on some podcast at some point in the last I don't know seven months. Uh, they say that the Slack calls have weird audio audio artifacts in them. Sometimes, yeah. You know what? I don't think I'm going to be able to live through this, so we might have to switch to Hangouts. Oh here. my gosh. Um, uh, I've been on some calls with Matt, but- <laughs> and Matt will say that I completely just drop out, and like he hears me in like a tin can yeah okay (laughs) but yeah so so i needed i needed a solution to record both her voice and my voice on the same computer and usually what we do for that is we've got the studio in your basement yes which actually uses two computers so yes yeah but but it does you know it's got a soundboard and everything so that everything gets mixed together and then sent into one computer and all gets recorded as one track and it's lovely um it's cute but but the studio is uh, apparently incapacitated right now. Uh, it is <laughs> beyond incapacitated. I have, you know, I really want to come over there and just see what the hell is going on. Yeah, you could do that. 
Um, but yeah, so I, I had to think up a, a little solution on my own of like, okay, can I do this with just software? And what I came up with was like, pretty clever. Right, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have Audacity record my microphone, and then I'll run OBS and record <laughs> the screen and all of the audio that would be coming out of my computer. Well, OBS can't record just audio. It probably could, but I just didn't bother to okay. fiddle around and do that. So yeah, I have this gigantic MOV file on my hard drive right now. <laughs> uh, that right after we finished recording, I just FFmpegged nice. in, in, into a FLAC file. Perfect. And amazingly, like I was like, oh man, how long am I going to have to wait for FFmpeg to do this? But it took like thirty seconds for a whole like hour and forty minute recording to That's pretty good get converted. Yeah. the The only thing that I um didn't account for was like oh yeah the reason that ryan has two computers running when he does these remote interviews is because like the second computer that's just running the video call can have literally no other software on it if he wants and it can you know like no notifications will come through there because there's nothing running yeah just Uh, hangouts yeah or so there were a couple of times when i would get plunks on on my computer i'm like oh shit (laughs) oh yeah Uh, uh, hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you can do too much about that. I mean, yeah, I I just muted uh, Hangouts for like the next two hours, and then I put the Windows 10 system level thingy in like Do Not Disturb mode nice. and hoped for the best. Yeah, that's all you can do. Just hope that there's nothing, no other programs Mandatory on Mandatory required system update restart now. <laughs> that's what Windows 10 does to me every time I look at it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um... Here, let's let's uh hang up and start a hangouts call okay, instead of you s- because send I, me the hangouts. Okay. Bye. I can't deal with this. <sighs> ah. Is it better? Wow, that is that is way louder than Slack was. Is it better? Yes, so far. Okay, well that's good. It's funny my phone started doing the buzzing before the browser did. What buzzing? Like the ringing, the calling ringing, ringing. Oh. Why was your phone receiving a call when you were the one who was calling me? You or wait, did me. I call you? Yes. I don't remember. Whoa. <laughs> it was five it was... seconds ago. And I can't remember. <laughs> I got a concussion, okay? <laughs> that was like a year ago. <laughs> I'm going to keep using that that card as long as I can. That's okay. That's fine. Um, okay, so LastPass and Bitwarden. So what's the format of the show? Um, so So... Like you want in total or just the segments that we're recording? That one. Just the segments we're recording. Right. Okay. So basically we just like talk about LastPass, go through, um, you know, in, in the um, uh, spreadsheet here, you know, we yeah. can just go uh, one um, feature at a time and just kind of talk a, about. Is, like, is that essentials and the stuff here? Oh, the spreadsheet. Okay. I found it. Yeah. The spreadsheet. Yeah. Okay. Um, I got it. And some of them, you know, will will involve more discussions, such as uh, security reputation. I'm sure will be a little bit more 
yeah in depth you I know especially for last pass yeah well you definitely know more than i do well i mean my, my i i took a pretty um light-hearted look at the hacker news comments whenever that was and said oh no this isn't that good yeah um okay do we want to do uh a time dot is before yes we, we should do that do you start on that let's okay, see pick your marker time. clap space bar um what whoa let's do uh at 50 Very nice. Cool. Very good. And uh, 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 uh. All right, let's uh let's get it started then. Go for it. I there's so, so I set up a lot of new phones, right? And so sure. before you can use your your 2.5 phones per year. Yes, exactly. It's just like the average number of children, right? Um, <laughs> so I set up a lot of phones, but in order to set up LastPass, I need to download it from the Play Store. Yes. But that requires you to log into your Google account. Ah. And mm-hmm. so how do I get my 40-character long password from my old phone, LastPass, to my new phone before I've even been able to download anything. And so the solution is really a really, really obscure trick, but you can um, use the NFC beam thing to send over arbitrary <laughs> strings of text. And so that's what I do. I copy and paste it, and then I beam it, and then I receive it, and then I win. I, I think this is also one a, another good point in, in favor of what I'm thinking is probably best practice nowadays is is don't have the 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 email account right that you use primarily don't have that stored in your password manager as a 40 character random string password um, I think there's those are probably the two passwords that you want to have that you actually know how to type in is like your password manager's password and then also your you know the email account that you use as your recovery account for all like everything yeah i would i would have to agree with that as well um make it sufficiently long obviously but also definitely put, also put two factor on that account so even mm-hmm. if somebody could type it in and could guess it or whatever the case might be they would still need to have your phone physically nearby yep um for yep. that two factor code yep um but you don't want to accidentally get yourself locked out of the yeah, one account that exactly is, yeah yeah um Nice. Yeah. Is it is is there any other way for uh password managers to autofill passwords into a into a website besides injecting javascript into it? Uh not that I, well, so in the future there might be. I think Chrome has a uh working draft of an, a future mm. security spec implementation, uh, but I don't know the details of that. Okay. So uh, incidentally, it probably is more secure on a phone with um ios and android's more recent password manager integrations yeah um, yeah because those things are system level controls and the pages themselves whether they be an app or a web form they don't get to know where that data comes from it just suddenly content just appears there's no javascript Mm -hmm. doing that manipulation yeah and i mean that's the necessary way of doing it on mobile because uh well 
There are no browser extensions on mobile. Right. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it really, uh, digs into my, like, the, the, what, what remains of my gamer brain, um, you know, yeah. like, that, like, oh, here's, here's this, this score that has a, a maximum value that I am trying to achieve. And I, you know, I want to get as close to that as possible. Yep. Um, unfortunately the, uh, St. Paul public schools system, you know, Six has character like, password. When, limit. Well, well, no, that, that's not the problem. The problem is that uh, when I change the, my, you know, my Active Directory password, that password is used in many different places sure. that are really just one place, but LastPass sees them as many different places, so it tells me that I am using the same password in many different places, and it, and it, so it, and it lowers my score for that. <laughs> have, you, have you considered aliasing those domains back together? I don't know what that means. So uh, I'll tell you a cool feature that you don't know about that. Um, so in the LastPass settings on the website mm-hmm. version, mm-hmm. so it's like not you can go there through the Chrome extension, but it's eventually on the website. There's mm-hmm. a place you can go that basically it's a comma separated list of domains that are the same ah. as the first one. Okay, so I can tell it that schoology.spps.org is the same as start.stpaul.k12. Okay, yeah, yes, exactly. fantastic. You can do that. Cool. It's a feature. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so a lot of a lot of uh, advanced password managers have that feature buried somewhere. Not everybody's mm-hmm. are as good as others. So, for example, um, one of the ones that I've used can use a wildcard, but others can't. You have to just enumerate them all. Mm. So, okay. like, you could cover all subdomains, or you can't. So Right, by just saying, like, star.spps.org? Exactly. Right, okay. But it's, uh, yeah. it's a good feature when you when you do get it going. Speaking of buried features, man, did I learn about so many features that I wasn't using yeah. in LastPass while doing research for this re- this review. Um, for example, I learned that uh, I can I can set up two factor authentication for my LastPass account. Did you? Uh, do of course, I did. Yeah. <laughs> but I... up until like this week, I did not know that that was an option. So what what um what do you use for the two factor auth? Like what what app do you have your code in? Cur- Currently, I use uh, Google Authenticator. Okay. But um, if you know, in the in the course of this review, this roundup that we're doing right now, um, if I you know decide to switch to a password manager that has a two-factor authentication generator, I may just start using that and and leave Google Authenticator behind. Yeah, I it it's spooky to me to have two-factor auth on LastPass because mm-hmm. what if I am, am in a place that doesn't have a phone in it right now then I have nothing okay run that by me again well so if if I don't have my phone but I and I mm-hmm. have a computer mm-hmm. I wouldn't be able to get into the LastPass without the phone and that would that'd be spooky oh I see what you mean right 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 um yeah I mean that that is what the backup codes are for yeah but uh I've been mugged and so they have my wallet and phone and so I'm dead now <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, that's what fireproof boxes in your house are for. Yeah, but then I have to get back home. I've been mugged in New York on vacation. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean... Because New York the, is where you the get bottom, mugged, the, by the way. The bottom line is that, you know, your your house, you know, if you're in your home, you should be able to log into anything that you need to. I agree, right? I agree. I think that that's your, like, your, like, last bastion. Well, speaking of which, in, in LastPass, um, they also have a built-in one-time code. If you use the mm-hmm. extension in a browser... There will be always a secret recovery one-time use code, okay, available for you should you ever need it. And how do you find out what that one-time code is? Exactly. I've never, I've never seen it. it. 
highlighting I have no upgrade. idea either. <laughs> I know it exists. I don't know how to get to it. Oh, Lord. I don't okay. use it anymore. How do I know? <laughs> um, I do, I do really like that, like, it gives you the option when you're sharing a password to either allow or disallow the other user to be able to see the plain text of that password. Which is a fake feature. It's kind of nifty. But it's also I mean, a fake feature. Yeah, I'm sure that people would be able to find ways to view Not even the ways. Like, password. literally, you hit F12, you go to the inspector in a password autofill box, and you look at it. Like, it's instantaneously a fake feature. <laughs> it's not real. Don't even bother. Don't tell people that exists. Yeah, you're right. Like, so so my the, the usage case that I was thinking of for that was like, okay, like, if I want to uh, give, like, my younger siblings access to a Netflix account or something, right, but I don't want to... Like, let them actually see the uh, Netflix password. Um, that would probably work on maybe two of my siblings, and the other one would definitely be able to figure out a way to f- see the password. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know what I don't know what not being able to see the password really gets somebody if the password's actually not shared with anything else. Yes. Right. What? Because if they can log in, they could just change the password. Well, but to change the password, you have to have access to the email account that. Uh, I know. I that, know. That, yeah. But but still, like if somebody wanted to change the password, they could. If somebody wanted to change settings on the account, they could. So what what does not being able to see the password get somebody? Hmm. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's fake security. Um, n- not being able to log in on devices that they don't have LastPass on, but that's Yeah. that's not really a thing. No. Hmm. So I don't know. Again, fake security. Good work LastPass. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I man, I wonder if I look back through my password manager, how many accounts would I find in there that are like literally no longer relevant? Well, my favorite, um, I, because it was 2011, so I must have been applying to colleges or something. I had when I switched password managers, I cleaned it out, of course, because it's a good time. Um, mm-hmm. I cleaned out. Um, do you remember what that thing was called where you could apply to your college application once, but Fat. it would go to it? It would go to a, def- a bunch of different schools at once. FAFSA? No. There was a thing. I don't it was like the the one app thing or something. I don't know. It was a thing where you could fill out one time and it would apply, let you apply to multiple schools at once with one form. Naviance. Yeah, I don't know. No. I have no idea what you're referring to. I don't either. I work um, in a high school right now and I have no idea what you're talking about. It probably doesn't exist anymore, which is good cuz it was awful software. But that thing was like a seven character password because you know nobody believes in security and of course not yeah deleted it sorry making a change um let's see yeah i'm gonna remove that that column delete column there we go um yeah um now that i'm thinking about it like how are they going to do that if LastPass? you know, very explicitly tells us that like we don't have the password for your for your LastPass account. All that we have is the hashed version of your vault. LastPass the company has no way to get into your account unless you are actually logging in with your password. Yeah, sure does make you wonder, doesn't it? Dun hmm. dun dun. No, they're using hmm. they're almost certainly using the uh one time um uh, a one time code for one of your Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Alrighty. Yeah. <laughs> um. Um. So I remember when I was at St. Paul College, and this is of course years ago, before anybody knew what a computer was. 
Um, I was trying to log, like, I don't remember what I was even doing there. I was filling out some form or something, but with, of course, a computer. And I had to log into LastPass to get some info out of something. And, yeah. of course, when you go, in, in in the old days, the LastPass website didn't look quite as nice. It was okay. just a big, like, the hero image was all red, and it just had the words LastPass. Um, and so when you would go to the website, it would just be this big red blob on the screen. And of course, somebody watching at a distance would suddenly see this huge monster red wave of doom <laughs> crashing upon you. And they would think, well, that guy's up to no good. <laughs> so um, it's good. I I think it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, so what they're probably doing is they're client side scraping those websites to fill those forms yeah. in. And I don't know how big their staff is now, but maintaining a a working version of code pass for even a few websites would be horrible let alone probably the few dozen that LastPass does support yeah supposedly they support like uh 80 of the most popular websites that are out there yeah um that must yeah. be obnoxious to support yeah and and like any time that one of those websites like changes the layout or you know how it presents itself like so every other day Last... the facebook auto change must break. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's. I have I don't know maybe a dozen top level folders. I don't do you does it do auto nesting or uh, multi level nesting? I'm not sure. Yeah, I have, um, I have about a dozen. Yeah, and and now that I'm thinking about it, most of the folders that I have, I think, were like just folders that LastPass suggested. Yeah, it I was had like about oh six suggested this... and a few I made myself. Yeah, it was like this looks like a finance related account. I'm like right, you are. Good sure, one. put yeah. it in there. I like that. That's fun. Yeah. Um, well, I'm not sure because like some some of these, uh, for example, one password I know will synchronize the two factor codes that it's generating across devices. I think that LastPass does as well, um, which honestly, as a concept, kind of freaks me out because like the whole point of two factor authentication codes as i understand them is so to make it so that only people only somebody who has physical access to your phone can log into your account yep. and when we just synchronize that across different devices it's like okay what that's a meaningless concept now but it, but but also then that just means instead of ha- knowing a thing and having a thing now it just means that you have to know two things and one yeah. of the things is 30 seconds worth of time yeah um yeah, so it's it's just combining a password that is stored in your password manager with a code that is stored in your password manager. Kind so, of. Yeah. 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 Uh, I have a different setup, but we'll talk about that later. Okay, Duke. <laughs> um, and then uh, finally, biometric sensors uh, on mobile devices. Yes, indeed, you Ooh, can. Yeah. You sure. can use your fingerprint or uh, or like retinal scanner or whatever to. Uh, to log into your LastPass account. Can you imagine is... if you didn't have that? Oh, I don't need to imagine, Ryan. <laughs> I have an old Android tablet uh, that does not have a fingerprint sensor on it, and I have to type in my master password whenever I'm trying to log into something on that device. Oh, man, that's painful. It's wonderful. Just to believe, <laughs> just to hear, it hurts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and, oh, that, that actually reminds me... Um, Thanks to having an old Android uh, tablet, I also get to test all of these uh, password managers to see if they, you know, can autofill stuff in a version of Android that does not actually support that at the system level. Mm-hmm. And yes, indeed, LastPass uh, implements some uh, 
um, accessibility setting voodoo that uh, we call that hack in the industry. Sure, yeah, yeah. Um, it, I mean, it was a necessary hack. It was you know, in, and the, it, in and the it, days before. It made a huge difference for the usability of LastPass on mobile. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm glad we have it first party now. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, but I mean, that that kind of thing does give me some confidence that like the the team behind the uh, the app is is actually thinking about like, okay, what are the shortcomings? How can we make this better? Even if it's not, you know, if the if the platforms themselves are not carrying the torch forward how can we do that right totally literally the first thing i wrote is that it's blue um so my joke was played out perfectly even though i didn't actually read the show notes at all i mean um, the funny thing about that is that uh well what's the difference between one password and last password well one password is blue oh so. well that's funny um <laughs> so now hacker news is a weird uh subculture for sure it's a bunch of software engineers and hipsters and computer people who have way too much time on their hands and who like <laughs> obscure things that may or may not matter to regular consumers. Because, um, because, like, you know, when if you if you have you know some some crazy niche platform that is covered by somebody else who like you know has taken the. Uh, the Bitwarden source code and compiled their own uh, right. client for, you know, you don't know for sure that they are actually using that source code that they claim that they... Exactly. So that that is that is certainly trapped. a problem. A cool thing you could do if you were ultra paranoid, of course. I mean, you don't know mm-hmm. that LastPass wrote that client, but... Very true. But yeah. what you could do with this code is you could download it from GitHub on Android and you could compile it yourself and install your app side loaded. Ah, uh, Sure. <laughs> and you wouldn't know if it's the same code or not as the official client, but if it works, you could audit it and verify that it works the way you expect. Right, right. So there's there's some cool synergy with that open source nature and verification. Mm-hmm. Um, visual appeal. Um, it's really blue. Dabba dee dabba die. <laughs> um, and and so- wow, was that it? Was wait 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 was that a song that you actually got the reference to? No, I have no idea. I know oh, okay. it's song, but I don't know. <laughs> um, so, so what I would say is, let them use LastPass. Like, there's no reason for somebody to use Bitwarden unless they're a computer person. Like, unless they're a, a, an engineer or um, somebody hooked on tech. Like, you, you mm-hmm. are hooked on tech, Ian. I understand you. Um, <laughs> but, but not everybody is like this. And so, as a, as a generalist consumer, like. LastPass probably has a bigger support team. If something goes crazy, somebody can go and annoy them. Um, this is like this is the Apple of password managers. Okay, it's not, not because one password is. Yeah, one password <laughs> is definitely the Apple of this password is, managers. This is like the Linux of password managers, <laughs> and LastPass is the Windows of password managers. It might be insecure, but it's good enough. But I mean, like, can you can you think of a reason? Like if somebody currently is not using a password manager at all, and they are choosing between like Bitwarden or One Pass or LastPass, yeah. Um, like, w- can you think of a reason for them to use LastPass instead of Bitwarden? No, because because I honestly can't. I can't. Um, I can't really either. I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure. In if you switch to it and you find a reason, I would love to hear it. I think that would be a really interesting study case, mm. a use mm-hmm. case, case study. Is that what I'm looking for? Yes, yes. I think that's. Um, because you know my expert opinion yeah of course is that your second opinion 
or your first well, opinion? Well, you're the first opinion. I'm the second opinion. Okay, okay, I get it now. Yeah. Um. So I <laughs> we, think we've only been doing this show for like three years, and uh, that we don't. We now still, he gets it. Yeah, it took a while. <laughs> um. So that's and I mean, my like, concern. How, how long has Bitwarden been around? I can't tell you the answer to the question you asked. Uh, like unfortunately, yeah. clicking clicking uh, to the bottom of the commit history is really hard. <laughs> yeah. Because that's one of the things that I'm always uh, kind of interested in is like, okay, there's we've, we have this service, this company. Um, are they still young enough that they are like in expansion mode and have not figured out, you know, like their ultimate business model? Right. Um, I, it seems to me that Bid Warden knows what their business model is. It's okay. We've got ten dollar a month um, premium tier for consumers and five dollars a month for business tiers or something. Like, there's, yeah. there's there's plenty of ways to make money out of people here. The question I have is like, what like what's the sustainability of the people working on it? So, if they're making some money, but it's still a loss, like how what what is the future of the project? So, I think there's still more to know regarding mm-hmm. that so that's why i've always been hesitant to say go for bitwarden versus LastPass. um even if i dislike the company more that LastPass turned into with log me in for whatever reason because i just happened to be um propaganded by hacker news people um even if that's the case even if i dislike them more because of that i still think it's better for normal people to have a more stable provider than maybe more robust in quotes software that's fair yeah and it's and it's always yeah it's it's impossible to know like whether in the in the future right whether LastPass or bitwarden is going to be you know the one that has like a big huge leak right um but like you know that's 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 why we use reputation as kind of the stand-in for looking into a crystal ball right and of course even if there is a leak like if they're honest about it and they are proactive in fixing it and they tell you to change your passwords immediately, you know, maybe it's not that bad. If you have a strong master password, like the point of all of this is that you're empowered too. So if you have a strong master password and they're, and the company or the business or the provider is good, it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. Everybody has leaks. It's That's what happens now. I'm going to go print out the um, Nexus password list and just go put it on Twitter in a minute. So everybody has leaks. <laughs> soon we will all be the nexus because like anybody can log in it's only the hashes they'll have to brute force what they are really yeah yep yep awesome awesome um you know what i just realized i'm not sure if i had uh brian and brandon tell me where i could find them on the internet I'm sure you could just snip that out of some podcast they previously mm, did. Yeah, wait. I, are you saying that I've had episodes with them in the past? No. What do you know? Uh, maybe. <laughs> yep. Um, man, this is exciting. I have so much work to do before Sunday, but like, this is exciting. Coming out with two episodes, and one of them is the very first like app roundup that we've ever done. It, it's mm. it's a, it's a fun one, isn't it? I I yeah. um I like passwords. Turns out. <laughs> you like passwords and you like not knowing them. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, here, I'll show you a funny thing. Okay. Uh, I have to type. You're going to show me this in your in your non-existent webcam? 
No, I'm gonna send you a link. Files? Is that a thing? Yeah. Uh, no, that's that's Hangouts. I want LastPass. There you go. Okay, so at this URL, if it worked, click, click, click. Home dot if wait, where did this come from? I just, I just, I just oh, this is in Slack. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 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 So what do you see there? Describe it to the audience. I see um, a let's like I don't know what is that like fifteen lines of text. Um, they are all random strings of characters that are mm, I don't know like twenty characters long or so. Yeah, that something might be like too that. Many. Fifteen so, characters so long. So one of these passwords is a password I use for for a thing. <laughs> <laughs> And so, this is... Oh, and then down at the bottom of the page, it says, uh, I think I need a new password. <laughs> I, I love the, um, I love the criticism of myself for doing this. So, this is what I did before I had my current trick of using the Android Beam thing uh -huh. to share passwords from new phone to old phone, or old phone to you new just, phone. You just add a new line to pw.txt? No, no, no. I have this file on my server called pw.txt, and there's, uh, I don't know, 15 or 14 false passwords, and one true one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I just copy and paste the right one. <laughs> Ryan, this is like the definition of, of security through obscurity. It is, but it's also... And it's and it's not even that obscure. <laughs> I know, and that's why it's so much fun. I, I'm waiting uh, for the day I tr somebody tries to mug me, and it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> not that kind of mugging. I'm not going to New York. Right, right. Oh, <sighs> man. Oh. You know what's funny is, like, the, the thing that prompted me to, like, in addition to you um, giving me premium for LastPass, yeah. um, the, the thing that prompted me to really, like, stop using my piece of paper that i had yeah. folded up in my wallet is the day that i lost my wallet oh and right. i was like Crap. and i was like well uh fine <laughs> well so uh i'll mention a couple of things of course so i have the universal standard password which is lol and sure. 404 that's public knowledge or at least it should be um i don't use that password for anything that's actually supposed to be secure so if you're okay. in my internal network already, like you're basically authenticated. So have fun. I don't guess. I don't know. <laughs> um, so I um, before in the old days, there was this. I don't. I wonder if I can find it still. There was this thing, Super Gen Password. Let's see if that still exists. Oh my gosh, it still exists here, Ian. You're gonna love this. Okay. Oh boy. So, so basically, what this was, it was a bookmarklet. Are you familiar with the concept? Um. Is that similar to a browser's bookmark? Yes. No? Yes, it is. Yes? But okay. basically, it was a JavaScript string that would self-execute when you clicked it as it was saved in a bookmark. So, like, JavaScript can so, execute okay. in a URL, and you okay, can save yeah, that yeah. into a bookmark. And so then whenever I open that bookmark, it will execute that JavaScript code? Yeah. And so, okay. basically, super, super gen password... Um, mm -hmm. Basically, it would allow you to give a master password to it, to just a root password, 
And then it would, you tell it the domain you're currently on. Of course, if you're using the bookmarklet, it'll just know the current domain because it's running on that domain. And uh-huh. it would combine your master password with the domain's name. And okay. it would generate a unique password for you. And that was the one you're supposed to use. <laughs> and okay. so I did this for uh... everything before LastPass. Oh. Huh. Yeah, it's cool, huh? huh? And, and so okay, hmm. Yeah. So so flaw. Yeah. Uh you've got a password for logging into the admin account for the Nexus TV. Yeah. The, the Nexus.tv, right? Yeah. Um the Nexus.tv changes their URL to be the dash nexus.tv. <laughs> right, right. And you're trying to log in and you click on the bookmarklet. Yes, which is a feature in a way because that way you can't be fished. Yes, indeed. But like, you know, if, if obviously like, you'll have to change your password. Yeah, but how do you do that if so, like so they change their URL and you've got no recourse? You do, though, because the bookmarklet will allow you to override Just, the domain name. Okay. Okay, good. Good, good. Yeah. <laughs> So there, there is a recourse there. I have had a couple of times where, like, um, yeah, LastPass will, like, I'll go to a website and I'm trying to log in, and LastPass is like, "You don't have one saved for this past oh, yeah. website," and I'm like, "I definitely know I do. I definitely know I'm on the right website. What's going on?" So I search for it in my vault, and they, you know, the URL is just slightly different or whatever. Yep. Um. So, yeah, that kind of thing does happen in real life. So, uh, again, you can use the alias form field thing. Uh Uh-huh. That's cool. Which I know about now. Uh, And then the other thing that I do frequently, uh, as a result of my LastPass to Bitwarden migration, LastPass had a bug at the time of my export that didn't escape ampersands, right? Like, and signs. Right. And so it would would escape them as their HTML entity. So, like, and sign amp colon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I probably I have like 500 passwords in that thing at least and I am still finding passwords after a year that have still unescaped <laughs> and signs that need to be fixed. And so I love logging into a website and being denied for the first three attempts and then I realize oh it's probably one of those old ones. And then I look and there's a stupid amp in there and then I have to go and fix it. But on the other hand I also love this ridiculous thing that I have to do. Because it means that if anybody ever did compromise the account, half they of the things no they want to... no idea what's going on. Yeah, it's like, oh, this guy, he's so secure. Half his passwords don't work. <laughs> so, I mean, what you're really saying here is that, like, because LastPass did not properly escape ampersands, they weren't letting Rampersad escape. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> It sounds like I feel like we should be able to like make a like a like a short poem about that or something. Uh, I don't like know. A li- sure. Like a like a limerick or I'm something. I'm sure you can find a haiku in there somewhere. There once was a man named Rampersad who could not escape his ampersads. Am- ampersad shit. <laughs> it's too hard. I'll develop it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so I used right. to do this super gen password thing. I can't believe I even did this now. Oh my god. <laughs> it's it's so adorable. I know. <laughs> Oh, you know what I um so so Brandon was talking about like coming up with ridiculous um 
um, answers or like you know doing doing random strings for uh, recovery pat or yes. recovery questions, yes. right? Yeah, and um, which is definitely the proper way to do it, and uh, <laughs> definitely going to put that in the extra dimension. So episode. I I put all of my recovery passwords as the, in the notes field, just like you. Yep, same, same. Yep. Um, but I the way I do it, I don't use random strings because I did that for my bank once, and they hated me. <laughs> so they needed the random they needed to know it from some recovery thing that i needed uh-huh. to do over the phone yeah yeah. And yeah. so you're not going to sit there it's telling some guy in india like a <laughs> percent sign <laughs> b eight so so what i do now is i have a root word and then uh-huh. the noun of the topic of the question like a root a root phrase word thing and then whatever it is so like what was the street you lived on as a kid so then it would be root word street. Okay. Yeah, and it's just it's just, it's it's not as safe. I don't care. It's easier in some cases when you actually have to interact with a person. Right. And and I mean um I think there's a variant of that that would be safe because like the the other reason that I'm don't want to use real answers uh for that is because like there is a man in the middle attack where yes, like exactly. they they yeah they pretend that you are set, setting up a new account that is totally unrelated to your Google account but then they ask you to set up recovery questions that are the same recovery questions as yep. your Google account has. Yeah. Yeah. Um so I so like I wouldn't want to say noun street because the answer to both of those would be noun street. I'd rather just have like three random English words. Yeah, that's fine too. Yeah. Just something that you um, can actually say over the phone. But yeah, yeah, no. So, so when Brandon brought this up, uh, we had we had actually already f- hit stop recording on the fringe, Aww. um, and 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 it reminded me, and I'm glad that I remembered it now because this is the funniest shit. Um, I suddenly remembered my recovery account question or answers for my RuneScape account from sixth grade. Oh my gosh, <laughs> because like. Even at the time, I was not giving legitimate answers to things. Like they asked, like one of the questions was, "Where would you like to go on vacation?" And my answer was Alderaan. Yeah, <laughs> the planet, uh, the planet in Star Wars. Of course, that's what you would write, right? I mean, you're Ian, and like, of course, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, and and like <sighs> another another one is even more ridiculous. It was like, "Where were you born?" And I wrote down "Under the Manoa Tree," which is a reference to fucking Aragon. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> So, so really, what you're saying is you were really predictable as a sixth grader. <laughs> like, if somebody knew you, they would have been able to figure that out. I guess I don't know. I, I think, mean, I think so. Unfortunately, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, maybe. But I mean, like, there are a lot of locations to choose from in Star Wars and Aragon, etc. You know, I've heard the name slash place Alderaan before, so I it yes. must not be that common. I mean, must well, be yeah, common. no. Alderaan is. I mean, Alderaan is pretty obvious because it's the one that got blown up in Episode Four. Okay, fairly well known. Don't know. Yes, for sure. <laughs> um. So, congratulations, Ryan. What did I do? Uh, well, we also managed to record a short segment for an episode and go for an hour and a half anyway. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Although, okay. To be fair, we just recorded two segments. True. True, true. So we need to go for three hours. Oh, God. <laughs> hey, but at least you don't have a six-hour fringe with that Sam that one time. <laughs> and at least, I mean, it is only 5.30 in the evening right now, so like, I could go for three more hours without getting drunk tired. 
I remember that time. That was amazing. <laughs> what are you doing you, on my computer you anyway? You did it twice, no less. We were. What were? What was I, I having was you do on my a computer VM for you or something? Oh yeah, like a VM of Mint or something. I don't know why. Like I don't know why you couldn't install your own VM. Because I'm a computer science major who doesn't know shit about computer science. It's not computer science. It's clicking a bunch of buttons and following a tutorial on Ubuntu.com. <laughs> like, how hard can it be, Ryan? Let me tell you the last time that I logged into my Linode server. I don't remember because, like, I can't be bothered to SSH into things because I don't understand it. Okay, well, here. I'll do it for you. So I'm going to hyper. Uh, hold on. How do I use a computer? Oh, there it is. Uh, SSH, Ryan at uh, ianrbuck.com. I don't think I have keys on this computer. Oh, I do. Oh, I don't. Okay. So let's SSH into a different server. Ryan at 182.168.1.32. Oh, crap. That's I, I, I did CD instead of SSH. You, you, <laughs> you heard That's nothing. That's pretty amazing. okay 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 so um okay so click that and then now we'll do ssh at ryan at enrbuck.com uh ssh key and then okay what i like to update yes updating okay sudo apt wait what's what's asking to update the ubuntu sudo apt oh okay update is that how you do it I don't actually administer servers anymore these days, so. Uh, Me neither. Updating, updating. And so, yeah, trying to transition into doing that uh, is pretty hard. Okay, so uh, updates are being applied. And, man, Linux is so good. They're so fast. And let's see if you've lost roulette again. No. Oh, God. How long has it been oh. since I've gone to my own website? Yeah, roulette is lost again. How hard can it be Shoot. for Let's Encrypt to work? I mean, I think, oh, man, it might be time for me to just, like, stop trying to do a complicated system and just, like, pay somebody to, you know, whether it's, it's you know, hosting on wordpress.com or something ew i don't know squarespace ew i mean you could just i mean it could even be easier you could just have like a medium no please um you... <laughs> i'm just i'm going down the list of places that i know you hate oh wow it worked wait what was the wordpress what was the second one uh squarespace oh uh, squarespace is okay uh here we go here we go wix uh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it could be it, nothing's worse than medium, really. So there was a so there was a port. Yeah, I can't, I can't believe that people treated medium as like um a freaking a freaking um what's it called um blah. Yeah, I don't know what the the content management system CMS. <laughs> well, that's funny. I I thought of the real name before I thought of the acronym. So there was a poor guy in the web dev subreddit. And he's like, I can't, I don't understand how all these people can write so much stuff on Medium. Like, why is Medium so popular? And, and I, uh, so, so for one, he's in web dev. And so like the people there are all freaks like us. And it doesn't. (laughs) Freaks like you. Okay. Sure. You'd be surprised how much into the freak zone you are. 
Oh, I that. totally am. But like <laughs> when it comes to web development, I am like I am I am so aware of how far outside of the freak zone I am. <laughs> Again, you could tweet that. Anyway, so, <laughs> uh, so it it what the the weirdest thing is so he's asking like Hey, does anybody know why Medium's so popular for all these web development things? And everybody's just not taking the guy seriously because obviously it has to be a troll because Medium isn't special. It's a blogging platform. There's nothing about mm-hmm. it. But this guy only ever read Medium posts about web development. He didn't there I guess he never found somebody like somebody.com/randomblogpost. He just thought Medium was a place, a collective website about web development. He never occurred to him that it's a generic, abstract blogging platform. And it was just so bizarre to see that kind of thing in the web dev subreddit. I bet it got downvoted a lot. It, I don't know anymore. And let's see here. Uh, and pseudo tweeting. apt get no. Wait, what was that? Oh, I tweeted it. Oh, good. Um, Twitter, Twitter. Well, you're gonna have to wait until ifttt uh, gets it oh, from it's the take Mastodon RSS forever. feed. It's gonna take months. Hey, man! If you want that, uh, you know the the exclusive time-based exclusive content uh you're gonna have to go on to my mastodon you heard nothing <laughs> cert bot what is it called okay hold on what? you heard nothing apparently they just have they have that's cool you should use that wait you have Linode. i don't know we should look at what that does sometime they have what a Linode um, does they have they have a dns so let's encrypt is a service that was originally called let's encrypt the software okay. but then they made a new one called certbot and now they have a feature instead of emitting a signed file they'll put a signed dns entry um on your name server um and that's better because then it doesn't have to be file based it's just the dns query um that's cool we should try that sometime sure but what am i looking for certbot auto Renew? I don't know. You tell me. Oh man! Oh no! I hope these all didn't come out blurry. What? I'm, I'm looking at wedding photos. Oh. Did I ever? Did I my ever mom send asked you me, your wedding photos? Yes, they are my wedding photos. No, no. But did I ever send you the ones that I took? Um. You know what? Did I ever share with you the uh freaking Google Photos album? Probably not. Let me go. G- to guess. I guess not on both sides of this. Uh. Okay. Uh, albums. Oh yeah, because I was I was planning on like getting some headway into the like DSLR pictures that right yeah. I had, and then I was going to send out the link to everybody. Um, 
and then uh, I, st I haven't made any headway since like that first day that I Come on, Google Photos, load. I feel like there was... Okay, I'm pretty sure that I have not shared this with you. I feel like there was a really easy way to see... Like, on the phone, I'm sure I've seen it pop up with your stuff. On In Google Photos? Well, like, it, you know, disk group the day of the whole event. Oh, yeah. Well, I just, um, you should get a notification through Google Photos. Yeah, I saw that one. Cool. So that's where you can add them to. Hey, uh, do you know what day that was by any chance? October 18th. Cool. Man, if I wasn't able to remember my own anniversary uh, this far away from it. Well, you didn't remember how you called me after five seconds. Yep. So, you're right. Important details, you know. Not, yeah, important. Yeah, totally. Uh yeah okay, um, so yeah so my, how do I share things to an album? Uh well in the album does it give you an option to like add photos to this album? <clears throat> oh okay hold on. Come on Google, you can do it. So yeah my mom my mom texted me while we were recording saying where do I find the wedding photos and I'm like you don't I'm not done with them yet. And my mom was like, I just need one good family photo for Christmas cards. Today would be nice. Like, okay, mom. Okay, hold on. Why, why is Google Photos so bad? Because um, on the desktop, it showed me that you sent it. But now how do I find that in the app? Where do I go to see the thing you just sent me? Um, sharing, probably. Oh, it's in a weird order. Okay, I get it. Okay, and you can just delete the ones that you don't need in there, or whatever you you do. <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. Good work. Oh, and now let's see, service engine X start. Yay! Enrbuck.com works again. Gosh, I can't believe that thing sucks so bad. Oh, that's why everything's going super slow on this computer right now. Oh. Um, what did you do? Uh, Google Drive is uh, chugging along, synchronizing. Like, I think it's I think it's probably still synchronizing the interview that I did with Elena. It's synchronizing the changes that I made to, um, you know, because I, like, I, I put together uh, Brian and Brandon in my tracks and, you know, uh, put them through Podify, but I haven't like you know actually started manually editing them yet, and um, yeah, so I'm sure that it's uh, <clears throat> yeah, 
It's deleting a whole bunch of uh, little AU files and uploading a bunch of other AU files. And Oh, those um, are the worst. Yeah, well, I'm yeah. sure Google um, hates I you. I am paying them for two terabytes of storage, so they can suck it. Oh my gosh, mm, how much is that same cost? Price, it's the same price as what the one terabyte was before. Um, okay. Which is, it's it's the tier above their 100 gigabyte tier. So that's an insane jump. It is kind of, yeah. Oh, great. Now I need to pick between a few of these pictures. Well, not that one. Yeah, I'm I'm going to um, also be working on my um, holiday cards. Got enough pictures of Roxy yet? No, yeah, maybe. Yeah, so <laughs> it seems that... Um I think that the the problem here is not that uh, the CPU is being used a lot. I think that it's the the disks read write because um, I'm trying to load you know many full sized uh, yeah. not just JPEGs but also the raw photos. <laughs> yeah, all those yeah. all those AU files random seeking is gonna be bad. All right, I like that one better. 1634, yep. that one's a good one. Yeah, let's go with 1634. Why not? Um. Oh, shoot. Are we still fringing right now? Oh, man. I forgot about you guys. I Hello, am. Fringe. Thanks for uh, coming on this on this journey with us where I... Hi, Fringe. ...talk through in this, in this audio medium... And code files. Uh, ...the process of editing a photo <laughs> and ryan documents all of his <laughs> command line failings what's, while what's... sshing into a server <laughs> cd ssh ryan at 182.168.0.1 yep that's totally gonna work oh you know what i still haven't tried getting that um that mp3 chapters python script to work on this windows box yet um yeah, um, oh, I'm. I'm you should do that. Sometime. Almost positive that I won't have time to fiddle around with that. No. Did you ever get it to work on the Mac? Oh, that's. The wrong oh, that's one. even worse. Before I edit this picture, I want to turn off the uh, the low blue light mode for this monitor. <laughs> oh yes, that's good. So I, I, you know, I wondered. I think. The little uh, HomePod hub Home thing. hub. Pod home. Google Pod home pub. pub. Home hub, whatever it's called. Um, I think it goes oh, grayscale. Oh, nice. Okay, me. so they're bringing the digital well-being doodad to... I, I think so. I think so. I don't have... I'm not sure, but it looked grayscale oh my gosh. last night. Oh, you're going to love this. So, whenever... Does my voice sound weird right now? Yeah, yeah a little okay, bit. so, so a little bit. I currently have a raw photo open in Photoshop's uh, you know, camera raw. And I as I as I drag around the slider yeah, bar for like, yeah. you know, changing the, the 
lighting effects for like the highlights and the shadows and stuff um if i'm dragging one of those around while you're talking i hear a hell of a lot of stuttering in your voice <laughs> that's amazing that is so oh, good boy. that means you know your computer i think doing i need something. to give Sh- sasha a break maybe yeah i hope that audacity isn't like losing bits I doubt it. Yeah, you're right. Hangouts is a is a fragile baby. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> and so apparently, it's, so you know it's how like Skype. Windows 10 has um, it's supposed to be able to let like multiple programs at once access the webcam. Um. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't work so. in Hangouts at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah definitely. Yeah, Hangouts. I blame Hangouts. Um, yeah. okay. This this computer has 31.9 gigabytes of memory. Yeah, that's 7. Um, or twice used. as much available like, memory as mine has. Let's yep, see, how much right before the floods. Right oh boy, I'm using 61%. Yeah, it's all those Apparently Google raw Chrome files. Is, um... <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, of course it's Chrome. How many tabs do I have open in Chrome? Not very many. I got like, yeah, I've got like five there in the main window. I've got Hangouts have very window few. open, and I have Google Play Music open over here. That's it. Hmm. And that's almost like two gigabytes of uh, of RAM. <laughs> Uh, alrighty. Uh, if that's the way it goes, then I guess that the goes the way I am. Yeah, I I don't know. That was my I'll attempt at signing off from the fringe. Yes. You're you see, you're gonna slide right now into the <laughs> drunken this slumber. This is perfect because I'm about to go so and like hang out with a bunch of friends downstairs. Uh, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Perfect. That's a good time. Okay, well, normally I would say goodbye, Andrew Bailey, and goodbye, Ian R. Buck, but are. you're here, I mean, hopefully so Quentin I don't know who's going to listen to the fringe. Uh, so he's goodbye, he's Andrew the one Bailey. who traditionally has been telling, like, giving me feedback on fringe episodes, which is great. Oh, boy. I well, don't know if anybody no, should be giving feedback yeah, like, on Yeah, like, I think the one time, that one time he did that purpose. was uh, when his co-host, you know, from, from Double Issue, was on the Android review and he listened to the fringe yeah. and he said like sounds like the synchronization yeah. got off between your two tracks and i'm like oh yeah i think i know what happened yeah <laughs> i don't listen to i don't listen yeah. to fringes okay oh yeah uh, how should uh, I send there was you a link that i put in the slack that yeah let me copy it again and paste it oh, again I so that it, it uh is is more obvious um i think it's probably this one copy link paste blah blah can i send it to you as a like wave file yes so please I don't have to yes upload one like billion save, save it AUs? as yeah wave or flack or something uncompressed great perfect yep oh yeah, yeah. right uh okay. i good. need to take one very good second of video today you know i should really find where that llama <laughs> alpaca. went alpaca whatever 
All right. See you later, fringe. Bye. Have a good one. Watch out for cars. That's how it's supposed to work.